Hi guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Morgan here bringing you another episode of Joy in Hope. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I feel like I don't know anything anymore sometimes, but come Holy Spirit. Totus tuus Maria. Ego sum. I'm totally yours, Mary. Remember a few weeks ago when <clears throat> it just really felt like the Lord was asking me to be real. And I made an episode literally called Let's Get Real. And it was really hard to make and it was really raw. And I received a lot of really blessed feedback and people sharing things like this was very inspiring for me. I needed to hear this. I had one friend say, I appreciated that your hair was just up in a bun and that you had glasses on and whatever, because sometimes it seems like you try too hard with your hair and stuff. I had someone reach out to me (laughs) and it seemed like they thought I was like depressed or maybe even suicidal and my heart goes out to people who experience those things because that's not, praise God, that's not something that I've had to struggle with is the thought of taking my own life. But that that doesn't mean it still doesn't get really hard sometimes. And every single person is going to experience intense suffering in their life. And nowadays for me, it feels like we have to tiptoe around saying certain things because it's like, oh, well, I don't think about taking my own life. Therefore, I shouldn't talk about how seriously I'm hurting this day. Or I can't say, oh, I feel really depressed because, well, I don't have clinical depression. I don't want to offend anybody who does. Comment below if you feel like... (laughs) You can't even share sometimes because you're so worried about what other people are going to think of you or how they're going to perceive you. And today we're just rejecting all that because what I have to share is real. As always, it is very raw as it is sometimes. And I am having a really hard time leading up to it. Um, if I had the courage to do it, This video is straight up called How I Became Addicted to Masturbation. Last week's episode, this is kind of like a two-part series. um, Because last week's episode about how I I was exposed to pornography really leads into this sin in my life. And 
<laughs> it might seem to some people that I share about this stuff often because if they are in my personal life, um, like in certain places and in certain circles, I do. I have gotten pretty comfortable sharing these things. It's become kind of normalized for me. But at the same time, like it's also still really hard. It's still really hard. And when I felt like God was asking me to do this, um, today's Saturday, August 7th, last Saturday when I was, yeah, it was last Saturday when I was praying the rosary and felt like God asked me to share these things. Like there's like deep peace about it at first. And even when I like posted the first video about pornography, it was like, okay, we can do this and this is fine. And I don't know. I don't know if the devil has just been attacking me this week and weekend. I don't know what. Um, but like, I have not wanted to share more. I haven't wanted to share more. I like get really insecure about things really easily. And so like something that bothered me this past week in rewatching the video about how I was exposed to pornography, I felt like my sound quality was scratchy. Um, last summer, I was blessed to be able to buy some new equipment because of a donation from a friend and like the microphone stopped working and I don't know, like it's just been really scratchy and I don't, I didn't know what to do about that. And so, um, just last week after I felt like the video and podcast sound quality wasn't all that great, um, I like bought this new microphone off of Amazon that wasn't expensive but seemed like it was going to be good and it was supposed to come in yesterday and I was like cool I want it before I make this video about masturbation it's going to be a really difficult thing like I want to look good I want to sound good I want this to be received well by people um right like to put on put on this show that I have it all together have it all figured out now um and man just hasn't happened hasn't happened the microphone hasn't come in it was supposed to come in yesterday I don't even know if it's gonna come I don't know when it's gonna come and I don't know just in my time with the Lord just now there's just this feeling like just do it um because yeah because this is me and this is real and this is literally what I look like right now in my prayer time with the Lord. Like this is my apartment. This is like my candle that I light when I'm praying. That over there is what I refer to as my prayer chair. And I'm not even in my prayer chair right now because I was in it for like an hour earlier and now I'm like, I just need to lay down. I have my Bible back here. That's what I was praying with just now. Um, Proverbs 3. And I don't even know. What was it, Lord? Oh, yeah. Um, the very beginning of Proverbs 3, like literally the first verse or two, it was like, do not forget my instruction. Like, do not forget my instruction and I was like, 
I just have to stop there, God, because I have forgotten your instruction. Like, I feel like you tell me to do things and I get really excited and hyped up about them. And then it's really hard to follow through because I'm worried what people think about me. And I'm worried that my sound quality isn't good. And I'm worried about all of these things when he is in control. But it is just really hard to believe that sometimes. Amen. Like, like we do believe it, but then we don't live like it's true. At least I don't live like it's true. Sometimes I can walk in the promise and sometimes I really can't. But I just felt like God was saying, like, go back. And the other day when I was like praying about what to share in this episode, um, I was reading through Second Corinthians chapter one. And then like I also kind of wanted to read part of chapter two to go into this episode. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll read some of it. Let's see what this says. And so I was just reading that part. And that's what kind of inspired me to just go for it because the second letter of Corinthians as a lot of Paul's letters do, which I've never realized before this week, just really diving into them. <clears throat> Paul talks a lot about peace of God, like right at the beginning of his letters, like him and Peter, like in these New Testament letters, like the things they say, like in their salutations are grace and peace to you. Grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that whoever you are watching this, listening, and however you got here, like I, I just pray in the name of Jesus and through the Immaculate Heart of Mary that grace will be given to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ for having watched this and for having listened to this, especially if pornography or masturbation are things that you have struggled with or are currently struggling with. And especially if you're a woman and that and who's never shared any of these things with people because I, I had so many times in my own life and in my walk where I felt alone in this and I have had countless women on different retreats and conferences and things like when I speak about this and my struggles, like they will come to me. It's like they come out of the woodwork and they're just like, you too. Like I've never told anyone this. And it's so humbling to be the one to receive that because it's like, this is what I meant for. Like literally God revealed to me this week, like this is my mission. Like yes, joy and hope, but like specifically like finding ways to help people with sexual sins and especially women who struggle with pornography or masturbation, like to let them know that they are found and that there is grace and that there is peace being offered to you even if you've never been told that before, and even if you've never told anybody that you're struggling with these things, or if you don't even know what these things are and you're struggling with them, because that's how it was for me. And I'm going to start sharing this, this story soon, but I just really encourage you, like if you have a Bible, just like pause this video really quick and grab it and open second letter, the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians read chapters one and two. They're very short and there are just some really good things in there. Um, especially like 
1, 3. Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in it are in any affliction, but the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. I am here to comfort you, friend. Like, it is an affliction, a heavy, hard confliction or affliction when we suffer in this way. Like, when we suffer with sexual sin, it is shameful, it is hard, it is awful. Like, it is awful. And I know that from firsthand experience. And so I just want you to know that you're not alone in that and that God is a God of mercy. Paul says in verse 9, We felt that we had received the sentence of death. Don't you feel that way if you struggle with these things? But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Verse 10, he delivered us from so deadly a peril and he will deliver us on him. We have set our hope that he will deliver us again. I'm about to share, um, like in my story, I was delivered from masturbation for a time and then it came back with a vengeance later in my life. And I just, I want to speak into that. Like if you have had an addiction to anything, anything in your life, whether it's sexual or otherwise, like it, it makes you feel powerless and maybe there's a period of time where you get over it and you feel like you're fine and everything's fine and then it comes back and then it's worse than ever before, right? Because now you're like, well, I haven't overcome it, so will I ever overcome it? And it's this terrible thing and I just want to speak hope into you right now, Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, that we, we aren't relying on ourselves, we're relying on God, and the promise is that God is going to deliver us again, and again, and again, and again, because he wants heaven for us, and he wants hope for us, and he wants joy for us, and that's this mission of joy and hope, and that is my mission, to let you know that there is always hope. I literally tattooed hope on my wrist, Hebrews six nineteen. Hope is the sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. Like no matter what is happening to me, like I have hope. I can't lose it. It won't go anywhere. It is always with me, even when I don't feel it. And I want that for you, friend. I want hope for you, no matter where you're at in this struggle or whatever your struggle is. Because as chapter two, verse 14 says, Thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. I want hope for you so that you can bring hope to others and that your whole life can just be pervaded by this constant sense of Christ's presence and peace, whether you are in a good time or in a bad time. And I'm praying that over myself too, friend. And I'm praying as chapter two ends by saying, as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. Lord God, I pray not to be doing my own will here, but to be commissioned truly by you. And if this is my mission, I pray that you will increase it, not so that I can grow in fame or fortune, but so that you and your light can be shined throughout the world so that your sons and daughters who struggle can be found and can be healed. 
Come Holy Spirit, help me to share my story insofar as it is good and true and for the glory of your kingdom. So if you did not watch the counterpart of this episode, episode, um, I lose track. (laughs) There's over 80 now. I think it was 86 last week, but like how I was exposed to pornography, you can go to the description below. It's, um, about 18 minutes long, just kind of sharing like the beginning of this story. So I was exposed to pornography, became addicted to pornography. And honestly, like that did not last that long. Like praise God that That was not a serious struggle in my life in the sense that it lasted for a long time, at least not that I can remember. But what happened was the sin of masturbation, which I didn't even know what that was when I was starting to struggle with it Um, in like, I don't even know, fifth grade, sixth grade. Um, It was a result of having been exposed to pornography. So that's as good as I've got, like that, that's how like the sin of masturbation started for me. Um, these two sins are often very like much linked in that way. So learning that now that doesn't surprise me. Um, but for me, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like my addiction to pornography was very brief, but, and I shared like, again, that part of my story and it's healing and counterparts in the last episode. So if you want to listen or watch that go back. Um, but now we're going to start with masturbation. And so I just, I really want to say like, first and foremost, if you are a child, if you are a teenager, if you are young, if you are young, let's say, especially younger than 10 years old, and you found this video or like younger than 15, even, or if you just like have never heard the word pornography or never heard the word masturbation, I, like, I beg you, please do not watch the rest of this alone. This is something that I want you to watch with a parent or with a good adult um, who you can trust. For me, when I was younger, the person I brought all of these things up with was my mom. And that was very, very important in my journey because without her being able to explain things to me and help me through things, it would not have been good. Do not look these words up on the internet. Do not, whatever you do, look these words up um, on Google. Like, please don't. That's going to be a sin. That's going to lead to a lot of really terrible bad, bad things. Please don't give in to that curiosity. Stop right now. Go to your parent. Ask them for help. Go to a trusted adult. Ask them to please watch and listen to, listen to this with you. Have a conversation because I, I had no idea. Like even though I was messing up, even though I was masturbating when I was in middle school, I had no idea what it was um, until eighth grade. Like, and it was on a retreat in eighth grade when like these women were up there talking to us about this sin and I didn't know what it was. I'm like, they keep using this word. I've heard this word little that I know, like I was doing this, but they like had a question jar. And I asked, I was like, what is masturbation? And like during the question panel, when they pulled out my question, they were like, "Mm, we really hope somebody's not like being immature and trying to be funny right now, but we'll define it just whatever. And I'm like, no, I actually don't know what it is. Excuse me. And, um, 
like they explained to us what it was and I my stomach it just felt like my stomach dropped out from under me because I was like oh my gosh and I'm not going to go in depth I'm not going to go into detail I'm not going to describe anything so that is why again I encourage you to go to a trusted adult um if you've never heard what like what this is even if you're a grown-up like I like take it to a priest, to a confessor, to a good spiritual friend, a trusted mentor, a counselor, someone who can help you unpack it in a way that is both like Christian and professional, um, but also like personal and loving. So, okay. I just, I just do not want my sharing to lead anyone else into sin. So that's, I just wanted to be really, really clear on, on all of that. Come Holy Spirit, just get this message to whoever needs to hear it. Um, I didn't know what it was like the first several years I was struggling with it in middle school, but I do remember on a very deep level, even though I don't think I like knew what mortal sin was at that time or what serious sin was or that like what stipulations were involved in it and all that. Like I I just had this feeling in like the depths of my being that this was wrong. Like that this was very wrong what I was doing and that it felt like I had no control over it. Like when I just wanted to do it, like there wasn't like sometimes I would try to fight it. I remember I would like write on little sticky notes like, don't do this. You're going to go to hell. Like, I just remember all of those things so vividly and would experience such intense shame after like giving in to those desires, um, which like pervaded for so long. And I felt so, so powerless against them. And then eighth grade why we were on that retreat that I mentioned in the Catholic Church we believe that Christ has instituted seven sacraments which through which we receive very real graces from him from the Father and from the Holy Spirit and so one of those is the sacrament of confirmation when you are sealed with the Holy Spirit like you receive the fullness of the spirit, much like the apostles did at Pentecost. And for me, that was going to be happening in eighth grade in the part of the country I was living in. And whenever we were getting ready for the sacrament, we went on these different retreats to prepare. And there was so much good in those retreats and in my formation that year through my Catholic school that honestly, like, I went to confession for these things. I named these things. And that was really difficult too. Um, having to share, like, I remember like sharing these things with different friends, like finally opening up about them, which took a lot of courage, but it was so worth it because I found out I had so many friends, like so many of my girlfriends were also struggling with that at the time. My female friends in like eighth grade. Um, and just like that knowing I wasn't alone was so pivotal, was such a turning point for me. And then going to confession, receiving the graces from that sacrament were pivotal. 
and then receiving the sacrament of confirmation like it was such a year chock full of grace that i was i was healed like i felt like i was completely healed from this sin much like if you've seen the chosen at all like the very first episode jesus heals mary magdalene of her demons i like and she's a completely changed person like that is how i felt for a very long time but then all i will say is at um some point in high school kind of near to the end i got into a relationship that was really really good at first but that ended up really really bad um was addicted to a lot of sexual behaviors and um after the end of that relationship the sin of masturbation came back which i have now learned is also very common um so if you have that experience to where you were struggling with masturbation like it didn't happen for a very long time and then because of some sort of sexual experience um and i'm not like saying sex i'm just saying like any act of intimacy in general um because like as catholics as christians yes we want to save sex for marriage we believe that that goes with the sacrament of marriage that the lord has reserved that for a man and a wife but there are a lot of sexual acts like actions that you can do outside of the sexual act itself so like just to say that if this is something that you've experienced whether like it was sex before marriage or whether it was just different acts of intimacy like that all of the above like ha- like can have this effect and so um this is like going into my senior year of high school and into my freshman year of college like started messing up again um like even though I was out of that relationship like this old sin came back um and I felt helpless I felt like Mary Magdalene in season 2 of the chosen where like this old demon like comes in close contact with her and she like reverts back to some of these old sins and so that is exactly how I felt and I felt powerless like more so than ever before because before I was like no this is gone like God delivered me once he shouldn't have to again and that's a lie like that is a lie like Paul writes like God is here to deliver us again and again but it took me a really long time to believe that and it just I just felt like there was something wrong with me so for years like I struggled and I don't think it was as invasive as it had been in middle school in the sense to where I don't know guys like I didn't keep track of this kind of stuff but like in middle school I may have been messing up every day if not more than once a day honestly I cannot remember but like once I got into college it was not it was not daily um it was it was much more so like sporadic every several months kind of and it was always like it was triggered by times of transition intense periods of stress um which are also very common i found out but doesn't doesn't make it any less awful like the shame and so like i really had to lean into the fact that this was not something that was going to go on, away on its own that i needed god's grace for so 
I started having to choose, like, as soon as I would mess up, like, okay, I have to go to confession. Like, right now, there's no waiting. Like, I just need to go now. Um, Because, again, like, the Lord always has mercy and love and grace ready for us. But he does let it be our free will whether or not we're going to choose that. So, first, had to decide, okay, every time I mess up, straight to confession. No Eucharist until then. Because knowing now that this is a mortal sin, that every time I enter into this serious sin, I do it like with full consent. I cut myself up off from God in this way. I need to immediately run the confession before, um, like for sure before I receive the Eucharist again, but also I just don't want to like live with this. So I had to learn to run the confession every time, even when it was inconvenient. And even if I had to like schedule a special confession that I knew like that the priest was there for me, that he wanted to help me with that where I was going to college and there were really, really good priests there. Um, because again, like I was not the only one of these thousands of students who was struggling with this. I've heard a statistic that like one in two guys struggles with these things and like one in three women. So even though it feels like no woman ever talks about it, it is super, super, super pervasive in women as well. So it's not, it is not at all a men's issue. Um, it is definitely a women's issue as well. So learning all of those things, learning my triggers was very pivotal for me. Um, noticing that again, like, okay, when I'm really stressed, times of transition tend to trigger me, but also really random things like naps. Like I'd get really tempted when I was tired. Um, like not so much like at night or in the morning, like normal waking up or going to sleep, but like like, you know how naps can just really disorient you sometimes? I noticed that, like, the devil would put, like, temptation in my mind when I was, like, waking up from a nap. And so I had priests recommend to me that, like, if I was going to take a nap, because college is hard and naps are good, um, that I should bless my bed with holy water before I would take a nap. I would pray the Our Father. I would pray the St. Michael prayer for protection. Um I started wearing a miraculous medal, a blessed miraculous medal around my neck. I started wearing a St. Benedict medal pinned to the inside of my shirt near my heart because blessed St. Benedict medals have huge powers in warding off demons. All of those things were really, really helpful. Um, but the biggest kicker for me and what I believe has really like healed me once and for all from this addiction was... I enrolled in the confraternity of, or the angelic warfare confraternity, the AWC. Their patron saint is St. Thomas Aquinas, who once had this very profound experience where his family, weird enough as it sounds, his family locked him in a tower and like hired a prostitute to try to tempt him because they didn't want him to enter religious life. Please don't ever do that to your kids. My goodness. And he like grabbed the fire poker when the woman came in and like, ran at her with it being like get away from me and after that happened and she ran away um two angels like came and greeted him with this special sash of purity and so this confraternity is like dedicated to his intercession and I also wear that medal like pinned to the inside of my shirt with the St. Benedict medal like close to my heart um I do that they and then part of this confraternity is like praying 15 Hail Marys every day. So 
I have told our Lord and Lady, like, please, since I pray the rosary every day, just like, please let 15 of these mysteries be for the intentions of this confraternity. And then there are two other prayers. There's the prayer of St. Thomas Aquinas for purity and the prayer prayer to St. Quin- Thomas Aquinas, prayer of St. Thomas Aquinas to Jesus for purity. And I pray both of those every night before I go to bed. All these things I'll put in the description below. Um, but because yeah, like I have, I have to have an intense battle plan because it's an intense sin. And, um, what else do I do? I pray, I pray three prayers of purity through the intercession of the blessed mother every morning. Um, and then also at night before I go to bed, I pray, I've started praying a prayer to St. Joseph for purity. And I know that sounds like a lot, but I think that's all. Um, but in doing all of this, like, that's how I discovered that, I don't know, like for me, those are the things that I have to do in order to be like delivered from this sin. Because the last time I messed up, praise be to God. Oh, the month of July just passed. So I haven't thought about this yet. Thank you, God, though. Um, I graduated college in 2018. I think the last time I messed up was July in 2017. So 18, 19, 20, 21. Over four years. It's been four, over four years since I last messed up regarding the sin of masturbation. And yeah, sometimes it's still scary. And the devil makes me feel like, I might not be delivered or what if it happened again, but God just put this hope in my heart that again, he's healed me and he's delivered me and that, yeah, like it's scary to like talk about these things because part of me feels like, no, I can't bring it up. I don't ever want to bring it up because maybe saying these things out loud is going to make me mess up again. And this past week, again, I was just so convicted by God, like, Morgan, you have to share these things. Like, you have to help other people find healing, too. That came through very clearly. The last summer I messed up, that 2017, I was doing a camp in the Kansas City St. Joseph Archdiocese. And that was the first time I ever felt like God convicted me to share, like to speak publicly in a testimony about these things. And you guys, it was insane. Like the amount of things that happened that week. Um, just to share like a few brief stories. Um, if you were there, maybe you remember all these things. But like the first week was just a week of training. So it was me, a handful of other college women, but then several high school students and then some adult women as well. Um, in the women's like practice session, we were all sharing our testimonies and I felt like God said, Morgan, you have to talk about this. You have to share this. And I was like, but I don't want to. And he's like, just do it. And I did. And it was so hard, but it felt like the Holy spirit flowed through me. And as I sat back down in that pew, it was like peace and power flooded that chapel. Because every woman, it felt like, got up after me and said something like, well, I was going to share something else, but now after what Morgan shared, I wanted to share 
this or I wanted to share that and all of them just start naming these sexual sins that they've never brought to the light before because they were so ashamed or they felt like no other woman was ever struggling with this and there were tears flowing and the Holy Spirit was moving and it was so so powerful and I continued to share that summer and I had I don't even know how many women teenagers young girls come up to me and say things like Morgan I struggle with this too. Morgan, I've never told anybody about this. And it's like, sister, you are found. You are not alone anymore. There was one girl in my high school small group who, when we were all talking about um, sexual sins, like in the light of the Lord, bringing them before him, asking him to heal them. This one girl shared that she had been sexually abused by someone when she was little and that she had never told anyone until that day. And because she had the grace to bring it forth to the light, We all were able to help her. We prayed over her. We asked her to like let the adults into the room. The adult women were able to get her help. She's been going to counseling. She's been healed. Like, And that was four years ago. And I can't tell you how many retreats I've been on since then or how many women's conferences I've spoken at just last summer. You can go to another link in the description below or just go back to my channel Last summer, I was on a retreat called Victorious. I helped lead one of the women's sessions. It was specifically the Wednesday morning session. So it's in my speaking events playlist. And I, I in that talk, spoke about this past struggle and my healing and my deliverance from it. And I had so many women on that retreat, like both the adult women and the younger girls who were attending, like the high school attendees, like people were coming to me and they're like, Morgan, I struggle with this too. I've never told anyone, like all of these things. And so I'm just so convicted that I have to share this because I know, I know that there's going to be at least one person who watches this video or listens to this podcast and says me too, or who thinks I I am alone and you're not, you're not alone. You are found and there is, there's so many resources and there's a community out here that's like ready to pray with you and be with you. You just have to bring that to the light. And so if you want resources for healing, I, I recommend go to the description below. Feel free to comment on the video if God gives you enough bravery to do that. If you don't want it to be that public, you can feel free to send me an email. Um, my email is in the description below, joinhopeministry at gmail.com. Like, I'm happy to point you to resources if you want more from, from me than just the description. Um, like, I encourage you, like, pray about counseling, like going to professional therapy. Like, that was transformative for me in college as well like there's so much out there and you you are not alone this last bit I'll share is that summer of 2017 when God first convicted me like that I needed to share I found the courage to do so because earlier that summer right before I left for this um camp call it camp. Before I left for camp, one of my best friends at the time who I had never told about this struggle, um, we were hanging out around my birthday and I, I just felt so overwhelmed and so alone in it that, I don't know, it just felt like the Holy Spirit told me that I needed to tell somebody and she was the person that night. And I thought this girl was perfect. 
I thought she had it all together. She has always seemed so wonderful and so holy that I was like, there's no way that she'll struggle with this. She's going to judge me. She's going to think I'm dirty. She's going to think I'm less than. She's going to think I'm damaged goods, whatever. I finished bawling my eyes out to her and sharing all my shame. And I kid you not, this girl who I have known since I was like in second grade, but have never shared anything with like this. She looks me in the eyes and she says, Morgan, me too. She had never told anyone except one other person. I think at the time, um, she is more private about it than me, but she offered to be my accountability partner because at the time she hadn't messed up for like three years. And she was like, I want you to be able to get back to this point. And every day to this day, every night or every day, I pray for her as I'm brushing my teeth in the morning. And at night I text her before I go to bed. Didn't mess up today. Praise God. And both of us, since starting this over four years ago, have had to be honest with each other and say that we have messed up because there have been times since we've become accountability partners that we have both messed up. But having someone to pray for you every day by name, even if it's just while I'm brushing my teeth and it's a quick, God, I pray for this person, it has transformed my life, it has transformed my friend's life. I will say when it comes to accountability partners, I highly recommend it be someone of the same gender and someone who is a good, close, trusted friend. Um, I know that this is more like pornography, but there's a ministry that I linked in last week's description called Covenant Eyes that is based on accountability that has been very helpful and transformative for a lot of friends. So I'll link that again below. Um, and even if it's not a part of my story, like there, there are so many resources out there for healing in this regard. So again, I don't, I don't know if I would recommend Googling things that would have terms in them that could incite you to sin or curiosity. Um, but I would recommend like praying to God, asking him to, help you find the resources you need and to put them in your path so that you don't have to go looking for them, which could be really, really bad. Um, going to a priest, going to a counselor, asking them for recommendations or a trusted friend, a youth minister, a parent, somebody who can help you. And all for the greater glory of God, for the salvation of your soul and in the hopes of your healing, I pray in your most holy name, Jesus, through the immaculate heart of Mary, for all grace and all peace to flow. Amen. Hallelujah. I love you all very much. I don't really have anything left to say, so I hope this was helpful. I hope this has blessed you and I hope to see you all back here again soon. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast. 
we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.